The World Show with Nikki B. Every Sunday from 6 to 10 p.m. On Kaya 959. Yes, and right now I am joined by uh, Robert Trunz all the way from Switzerland. Welcome always to The World Show, Robert. It's always great to have you here. Well, greetings to a freezing Johannesburg. Can you believe well, it? And you... We are in Switzerland and the weather is not much better, so it's fine, you know, don't worry. Yes. <laughs> well, I thought it was warm in Switzerland at the moment. <laughs> yes. Wow. We lost a great musician, a dear friend, somebody you worked with so closely for so long, Robert. You know, it must have been a bit of a shock, the news of Mabi's passing. Definitely a big shock, you know, especially we've been together since 1994. Which yes. is um, as long as we have a democratic uh, South Africa. So yeah, it was it was a shock. But then on the other hand, it's not up to. I I don't feel like sad, you know. I don't know because I don't want to. I don't want to celebrate or con- commiserate the the passing because I think we should celebrate his life. Exactly. It's not he's not the one. We know he's not the one that's crying. You know, we, we always had. You know, he always had fun and he always gone out and it's an yes. amazing amazing person who was very spiritual and then was very yeah the the other side incredibly outspoken and 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 you know he gone through a lot of different phases in his life from heavy drinker to heavy smoker to to be completely reformed to everything so yes. so no i mean we we should not we should not cry about mabi passing we should be crying about the fact that his music is not well enough known. I absolutely we agree. Have, and you know, know, we do not have. There's nothing out there. Nobody plays this thing. I mean, it's been out for so long, so much. And then on the other hand, the, the guy has been he's been involved in so many different projects. He's, he's been touring the world, and not only with with um, Malombo in the old days. You know, like I, I see a lot of these comments. that said, "Yeah, we know Mabi from from the days of Sakile and Malombo," but nobody talks about. His work that he's done since '94, and this is amazing stuff he did. Yes, and, you know, and then it's gone into all different directions, into electronic, into into traditional, into his work with Madala, but then I also worked with people like Juno Reactor and played the biggest festival with five two hundred thousand people and all that. So yeah, let's celebrate Mabi and not be so. I agree. It is a tribute to him and a celebration of him. And I think one of the reasons why we go back to Malombo and uh, Sakile is because it really shows the context of where he came from and, as you say, how far he went. I mean, it, it was about a good decade or so that he was touring with Juno Reactor. I remember him oh, telling me oh, he was filling out stadiums. They were filling out stadiums in China and, you know, really taking the world by storm, working in collaboration with a, a techno producer an effect. Yeah, I mean, he, they, they did the big um, Mount Fuji festival in Japan, which is one of the biggest in, in the Far East, and that was like, like they were like on the main stage. So, yes. yeah. And there's this little, this little guy that's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just hangs out with, yes. with all the great people. And in fact, I remember, you know, talking about, I wanted to bring up the story. It's just one of my favorite stories. When Mabi was telling me that, um, you know, early on in his career, it was really difficult to make a living as an artist. And even like we talk about him touring with with Juno Reactor, 
strangely enough, he was making more money touring the world than he got recognition or compensation forever in South Africa. But um, I remember talking to him and him telling me that he, at some point in his life, he was going through hard times and he got a job at the Willard Chips Factory. And I was like, you know, sympathetic. Oh, my gosh, this great musical hero was forced to work at the Willard's Chip Factory. And he said, no, it was actually a blessing, he says, because one day he was at downtown studios and he was walking past this one studio and he heard the sound that was familiar from having worked at the Willard Chip Factory, the way that the machinery would have a rhythm, you know, whatever it was and so he went into the studio because this music reminded him of that and that was how he met uh, I think it was from Juno Reactor and that was how he started playing percussions with electronic music because it came naturally to him after years of hearing these mechanical machines going and I love that story might be always making it positive you know absolutely Yes, yes. Picking up, he's been picking up everything that was around him, you know, the noises, the rhythms, the everything that was there. It was always he was always there. No, you know, the the stuff that he did, for example, on on, on Matrix with, with Junior Reactor. It's, yes. Oh, it was Junior Reactor, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, Junior yes. Reactor with them in the Matrix trilogy and and there's like one track, for example, called um, Conga Fury, yes. which has been used in South Africa. It's the only one I heard it been used in South Africa. And Conga Fury went on to uh, being used on films like Mortal Kombat Number Two. Currently, it was on the Animatrix series of the the, the Matrix uh, trilogy and, and all over the place. And so, yeah, <laughs> if you go if you go to the Facebook side of Mubby's. Yes. I've been putting up all those things where you were working on all the, the different tracks he's been working on with uh, with Junior Actor. But I will also, in the next uh, days, try to make another gigantic list of um, other projects he's been on, like from on Madala, which tracks he's been on there, Sipugo Mere. Yes. It's all there. And in you fact... Mabi was also one of those... People who kept dying, you know. I mean, I I, I saw him dying in, in 1995. Yes. And because in 1995, I called up Madala from England and said, "Hey, Buffalo, where where, where is Mapi?" So Mapi was disappeared. We couldn't find him, so we put out the search, and, and it was like a week later, Buffalo tells me, "Hey, I found him. He's in in, in King Edward the Seventh Hospital." And then we went to to check with the doctor there, and the doctor said, "Well, he was clinically dead because wow. they had to open him up." Now then he was bragging for the rest of his life. Every time he was talking to the girls, he would open up his shirt and would show them the. The scar, you know, it's just like <laughs> so. This might be always making something funny out of something tragic. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that struck us, those of us who knew him personally, not just a genius musician, but just this incredibly infectious character, this warm, funny, crazy, wonderful human being, you know, and I think that is what we'll miss, actually. Yeah. Yes. Now, Robert, I want to play, I want to ask you a few more questions. But first, let's play a track. And um, you you suggested this one, which is the Obombo remix. Tell us about this track and the story behind the remix. The the very first uh, recordings which were made for the for my label was done by 
Sipu Gomedian, he did a project that came out in, a, in an album called Freedom Countdown. And it had three different artists and it had all, uh, every artist had three tracks on it. And on that one album, there was a track by, uh, by Madala called Ubombo, in which I, for the first time, heard Mabi performing. And I thought it was amazing. Perhaps at some stage on one of your next shows, please play the original Ubombo, because then you can really hear the, 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 the Mabi drums on there properly. But I'm asking you to play the, the remix, because that's the remix that actually brought something new in, 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 in South Africa. It was used by, um, what's the, the YFM DJ called? Root Boy Paul. Yes. Yeah, Paul, he picked that track up when he came out. Yes. And he played it in all the clubs. And then later when YFM came up, he was played there all the time. And I think it's it's a beautiful remix. And it was done by a couple of guys in Bristol, uh, Smith and Mighty. And, and I think we should just have a quick listen to it. Absolutely. Another one of those tracks. It was, it was the start of other things that happened afterwards. The remixes, electronic going into dance music. I mean, Mabi is dance music in the end, isn't it? Absolutely. It's trance music. It's dance music. That's what it is. <laughs> and uh, as you say, I think it also, this this song, this kind of direction really opened artists like Mabi to a whole new generation, you know. And that was also what was exciting is really expanding the reach, if you if we can say. Black Coffee did him, Black Motion did stuff with him. So, yeah. Yes. Oh, there's going to be a few more. Absolutely. Speaking to Robert Trans about our friend, beautiful musician who left us last week, Mabi Gabriel Tobejani. Coming up now on The World Show, the Obombo remix. It's a Madala Konene song remixed by Smith and Mighty, but of course featuring the incredible Mabi. Kaya 959. You see how versatile he was. Wow. Uh, Madala Kunene's uh, Obombo, this time remixed by Smith and Mighty of the album Electric Melt Remixes. Featuring, of course, Mabi Tobajani. And you know, uh, speaking to Robert Truns, and I was thinking about Mabi, and you know, many years ago, I had this series of events that I used to do called Groove Culture, and Mabi used to come and play with me. And I remember once playing, I can't remember which song it was, I must go back and look at the name, but I remember playing a song, doing a remix of it live, and Mabi was playing over the remix I was doing live, <laughs> and it was just so beautiful, you know, he always, you know, opened his heart to working with young and old, to working with so many different people, I think that was one of his, one of his blessings, and you found that too, Robert. Yeah, absolutely. But then, you see, like, I think I had a lot of um, more private stories with him all the time. Yes. Because we, we kind of lived together, all of us, in, in England, because there was a studio we had, and it's like, I can't, they call it a residential studio, but it's out on a farm in, 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 out in the sticks. And there were sometimes, there were like 10, 12, 14, 15 musicians there. And um, Mabi was almost, um, I think it was like his second home there. Yes. And there's this Mabi. Now they have my friend Richard who's sitting next to me here. Yes. And Hi, Richard. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I hate 
Sometimes I hate his guts because he kept he calls me grandpa. Okay? <laughs> but then, okay, I'm, I'm not grandpa yet. My son is not is not you know. <laughs> not. But my B was the one that was actually the grandpa all the time, and he was looking after all these these kids. Yes. And we had Ben Watkins had a daughter who came around the same time as as as, as my son Nico. And the one thing which actually kind of disturbed me is that my son said the name B for my B, B, before he said Mama or Papa. Oh, really? <laughs> so, <laughs> he was much, the grandfather, yes. <laughs> that much, that much for, I mean, he was amazing with kids. And yes. Unbelievable. And then maybe I would like actually Richard to say something quickly. Huh? Would you mind? Sure, sure. Richard, you were you were involved with uh, the Madiba album. Sure. What Absolutely. was your role? Tell us a bit about working with Mabi on that album. Or also on, on Barungo. I also did Barungo. Uh, and Barungo, which we're going to play now, no, not, yes. Not, not stuff. Yeah, Barungo was where I started, but I was based in London, in England. So then I used to go to the farm and I would work with all of the Melt family yes, on whatever was around, you know, whichever album, whichever recording, mixing, a little bit of mastering. The thing about Mabi is that as part of the group that would come from South Africa of musicians, by having this farm, everybody would bring their own culture to the farm. Yes. And that was just incredible. It wasn't simply music. Because as you know, in Africa, music is kind of the front end of the culture. Yes. So everything that's behind the food, the stories of real life, that's terrifically important to learn as well. Yes. I was blown away, you know, 30 years ago, Mabi taught me about the ancestors. Yes. And that whole story I would have never, ever have understood without Mabi's teaching. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Let's talk about Barungwa. Robert, the idea, where did it start? Who were the artists involved? It still remains an iconic album. Well, 1994, I came down to South Africa. Well, <laughs> I came down in 93, and that's the when the whole bloody story starts, quite frankly. And I was down with Fayerto and Jose Neto. We did some concerts there. And we went to a club in, in Durban. And there was this, this guy, Herbert, who put on a show that night for Ayrto and Sipo was there and Madala was there. I never got to, to meet Madala uh, that night, but Sipo. So uh, the guy pulled us into his office and he looked at my, at my Ayrto and said, Hey, Ayrto, nobody comes to South Africa without a mission. You must come back. Yes. And I, I have to go start. I said, oh, shit, me, why? Why me? Yeah, because you are the most famous one and they all want to, to play with you because these people haven't been able to get out of South Africa. So you must come back and you must play with them. So so then everybody looked at me and because so you must organize it. I said, <laughs> okay, thank you very much. That's all I need. So we came back a year later and then that's when I brought um, Byron Wallen. That's right. But but in terms of what we'll be talking about, the Barunga project, uh, there was um, Andrew, Andrew Missingham. So Andrew Missingham met Moses, met Shalusa Max, met Dave Mayakana in, down in, in, uh, in Cape Town afterwards. And after a couple of months going back, 
to England. He came down to to the farm and said, hey, Robert, I want to do a project. I want to do an acid jazz project because those guys, Byron and, and Andrew, they were in the acid jazz um, kind of scene, which, which Richard knew quite well because there was like Jessica Lauren and all these people were in, were in, the, in that scene. So that's how this whole thing started. So I said, yeah, go ahead. said, who do you want in this project? He said, Chris Bowden, which um, is a sax player from London. But, and then he wanted Moses and he wanted uh, Dave and he wanted Max. That's how it started. So he said, okay, can I go to South Africa and start recording? So they yeah, get on with it. So he did. And then they recorded this album and did some stuff and then uh, sent the tapes back and it, and it sounded like some of it sounded really shit. <laughs> and then one day Richard came to 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 my home and um, yes. I've been to, to, to actually get introduced as, as the recording engineer. And I was really pissed off because the, the sound was terrible. And I looked at Mitchell and said to him, Oh, you're the one who fucked up the whole thing, aren't you? <laughs> Richard looks at me and says, me? No, 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 nothing to do with it. So that's my introduction <laughs> to Richard. So you see, we're, we're still friends. So, that's why he calls me grandpa. Yes. <laughs> so the Barungwa so, project, yes. So, they, so they, we, we, we launched we launched Barungwa in 1995 in Covent Garden in the UK, in London. And um, it was a night when, when everybody who was on the Outer National Meltdown project in 1994 came to London. And, and uh, so Moses was there. All these people, Mabi was there. Madala was there, and then for the very first time, also Busim Shango. Yes. Who did like, she did like one song, and Madala did two songs, and, and it was in a magic, an incredibly magic night. And then Barunga went on tour in the UK, they went on tour in, in South Africa. Yeah, that's that's the song. So, and if I'm not mistaken, my, my, my memory, my, yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Barungwa was released on the B&W label even before Mal 2000. Well, everybody, everything was released yes. on B&W music because uh, at that point I was still in the B&W loudspeaker business. Uh, you know, I still was running that one. But then when I sold the B&W uh, speaker business is because my partner didn't like me spending so much money on music. <laughs> so, so I decided to get out of it and sell my, my share in it. And then I started to make music and invest the money into music, which is, um, well, for me, it was a big mistake. But for I think <laughs> it was a beautiful thing because, like, it has been the most beautiful time in my life. So that is that is the story about the BMW music. So the uh, the national meltdown and a lot of those albums or uh, some vinyls and some of the CDs. If you are lucky, you will find. If you are lucky, if you, you are lucky, find, yes, <laughs> you, will, you will still find some CDs with the BMW music on it. Yes, but it is very difficult now to find any music because everything is. Now on digitized, on, uh, yes, yeah, it's, I think it's digital, and some of it is not even available anymore because, like, some of the Sipugo Meda stuff has, has been taken down now and hasn't been put up again. And I hope um, it's going to go up soon because I, I did return the rights to practically every single musician, yes, uh, so that they can get on with it themselves and, and start, yes, controlling their controlling their. their 
They are. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. We're the, back into. Let's yeah. hear this track right. from Barungwa. Sorry. Let's yeah. hear. Let's hear. Let's hear this track from Barungwa, and then I've got one more question for Robert and one last song to uh, finish off this uh, Mabi Tobejani tribute feature hold, hold, celebration. Hold. Of his hold, life. Hold, 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 hold. I'm holding. There is, there is a little story to that one. I've chosen that track because Tutu. Tutu, yeah, who is by yes. Marcus Miller, made famous by our big hero, Miles Davis. Yes. But the thing is, Mabi always, because both myself and, and Mabi, we were like huge fans of, of Miles Davis and still are, or I'm still. <laughs> and Mabi kept telling me the story about that time in San Francisco when they shared, together with um, Philip Tabani, when they shared the stage with Miles Davis. Yes. So, and Miles, yeah, he, he always loved Miles. You're absolutely right. So this one is, again, a tribute for Mabito Bajani and the amazing artists that worked with him on the album. Some of them have left us as well. It is, of course, Barongo's version of Tutu. Kaya 959, Tutu of the Barungwa album, an incredible and timeless release. In fact, I must revisit uh, that album much more uh, in the near future, that is for sure. Thanks for reminding me about Barungwa's album, The Messengers, Robert. Uh, beautiful. And uh, again, thanks for the work you have done for so many South African musicians. Really appreciate that. You know, what was interesting was when we spoke about Mabi's passing on Friday, you had mentioned that you were actually working on something with Mabi's work recently or, you know, at, you were in the middle of working with a collection of Mabi's work. Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing recently with that, Robert. Well, I, I landed up back in Switzerland because I had some health problems. So it was a, an opportunity for me to go through all my hard drives. You got tons of hard drives and you know, some collate everything. So that's what I've been doing is like cataloging and all this stuff. So all... The way through, I came across um, Mabi, and because he's been in so many different projects, that to do this work is is absolutely essential. Because one day uh, owls will be gone, and so there must be somebody must be able to to do cross referencing and all that stuff. Yes. So that's what I've been doing, and it's just yeah. Yeah. So you're actually the putting legacy. together the Mabi collection, the vast collection that features Mabi. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the even more vast collection of Mel 2000 and BMW. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. Wow. It must be a trip down memory lane for you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we're going to end this feature with two tracks uh, back to back. And the first one being a tabo of the Madiba album. Which, um, which is one of my favorites because it sort of starts up with the whole thing. And um, what's also nice in that track, Kibusi, yes. because she did this nice little chatty thing with, with Mabi. It's sort of kind of like he's talking to her and she sort of said, oh, okay, come on, hold on, calm down, man, you know? So, yes. And, and then it goes into into Conga Fury, which is a track that I uh, mentioned before, which has been on, on several films, but also started in 1995 on the second international meltdown recordings in, in South Africa when we, when we started doing Mabi's album, Madiba. 
Yes. And we got all these big drums, but it was Ben. Ben, I took Ben with me because Ben was Ben Watkins, a junior actor. He he was the one who did a project with a group called Skeleton. Yes, I love that? Skeleton, yes. Uh, so Actually, the last time you were on the world show, we played Skeleton. <laughs> yes. Okay, because he's also on there. So, we, so he did Skeleton in, in, a, in a separate studio and he kept coming out to the other studios. And so he got introduced to to Mabi and they started, you know, they started the blah, blah, blah. They're perfect, those two, blah, 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 yes. all the time. So, so one day um, he wanted Mabi to actually come in and do some drumming. And out of that thing became that track, Conga Fury. Yes. As you say, it was used as part of the Matrix trilogy as well. Amazing. Um, the yeah. Mortal Kombat 2, it's yes. been on, on, on and games and stuff like that, yeah. Yes, amazing. The futuristic side of Mabi. Robert, to finish off, if there was anything you could say to Mabi right now, what would you say to him? Well, enjoy your six pack. <laughs> Keep drumming. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Robert, as we tribute a legend that we hold in our hearts forever. Yes, uh, rest in peace, rise in power. Mabi Tobajaina. World Show with Nikki B. Every Sunday from 6 to 10 p.m. On Kaya 959.